0: Season ahead, we're going to be doing an awful lot of projecting by position what the 2024 team will look like. And we will fail in almost every instance. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of the other two teams in town that I cover, the Steelers and the Penguins, and I hope you'll check those out as well. O'Neal Cruz's health is only everything to the franchise. That was seen in the worst way over this past season. Uh, Maybe it was a case of out of sight, out of mind after about two or three months of no O'Neal and then it began to pop up again later in the year just because you wanted so badly to see him on the field again just for the visualization. And that didn't happen. And the setback scared people, understandably, that much more. But you can't fill out some hypothetical lineup card without knowing where Cruz is going to play. He is going to play. Okay. He was able to. Hit, run, uh, field, throw. He was able to do everything in a loose environment in that last series that I covered on the road in Philadelphia a few days ago. And he had a pretty pleasant disposition about him. Now, he's, generally speaking, a really, really gregarious dude. But I'd also seen some long faces from him over the course of the past five months. That wasn't the case out in Philly. After one of the games that the Pirates had, he was waiting on one of the couches uh, just for, you know, guys to get dressed and head out to the bus. And I went up to him and teased him a little bit. I said, how many How many did you put up in the upper deck there? And he goes, two. And he holds up those two long fingers and I gigantic smile that's him okay that's cool he'll be back he'll play what we don't know and can't know is whether or not he can stay at shortstop now obviously the plan and charrington reaffirmed as much this week is status quo if you have a shortstop who's capable of hitting The way Cruz is capable of hitting, you don't mess with that unless you have to, unless you're forced to, and nobody's anywhere near that. However, however, what Charrington will talk about publicly and what he'll be required to plan for, to anticipate over these next few months is is just a very different thing. He has to come up with a contingency in case Cruz isn't ready. And if that happens, I got to tell you, the the options here aren't great. They're not super attractive. If you're putting Leo Verpagero out there as your everyday shortstop and you're moving Cruz somewhere else, who knows? Maybe he'd even DH or whatever, depending on how his ankle is. If you're doing that, your entire lineup gets I'm, – I'm trying to say this respectfully here because Peguero's got some potential here. He's not nothing. If he can put it together and avoid the kind of awful slump that he had to end this past season, he can be a part of the solution, including at short, although I, I don't think he's all that great defensively either. He's certainly not consistent. Or you can do as some have suggested and you try crews at first base. The problem with that is the obvious, which is you're th- wasting an 80 grade arm. Same thing we bring up as it relates to Henry Davis. You hate to do that. You hate to waste a cannon like that at a position where it's very seldom required. You know, unless you're going for some three six three double play, in which case you still don't really need the cannon. What about the outfield? Well, I'm not so sure that that would be any kinder to a a wobbly or an unstable or an unpredictable even ankle. It's short. There's more of a focus on what the professional athletes and the professional trainers refer to as the quick twitch muscles. Everything is about the reflex, about the reaction time. And that's where I think you're going to see more of a stress on O'Neill because you've got to be down and doing that on every pitch to a degree. In the outfield, you you do get yourself set. It's not the same thing. But look, I I could do this and get into hypotheticals all day as it relates to O'Neill, but we're not going to know anything until Bradenton. We're just not. Uh, I. Do understand that the plan for him is a conservative one this winter. I don't think you're going to be seeing him doing crazy things like, you know, Dominican Winter League ball or whatever. Everything's got to be and I believe is going to be in a controlled environment. That means Bradenton. That could mean instructs coming up actually just over the next couple of weeks. He needs to be in action. He needs to do baseball-type things, but it's not until things really get going in the Grapefruit League that we're going to have any inkling as to how far he can be pushed and how quickly. But wow, at the risk of stating the obscenely obvious, he's so important in this equation. When we come back, J1Q. And it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Mark, and he says, DK, my J1Q would be for you... You often criticize management for doing nothing after the 20-8 and start and when O'Neal Cruz went down. I have lots of issues with the Buccos leadership team, but I struggle with this one. What realistically would you have expected them to do? Very few teams are making meaningful trades in May. I guess you can argue they could have brought up some prospects sooner, but what's the rush to get them up when the current team is playing well? Not to mention, even with more months of harvesting in the minors, most of these guys struggled. When they were called up, I'm doubtful that they would have helped in May. Mark, you make several strong rebuttals to my argument back in early May, and you do so on multiple levels. And I'm not going to argue with you about those. I'm not going to dispute your right to hold those opinions, is what I'm saying. All I'll do instead is restate my stance. Mathematically, that if you're 12 games over 500 at any stage of the season, any stage, whether it's winning your first 12, you start out 12 and 0, the odds, the percentages are so very much in your favor of making the playoffs that that can't be summarily dismissed. And it was. I have a feeling that the trades you're describing, the types of trades you're describing, aren't really what was needed at the time. I have a feeling that your view of what might have been expected or should have been expected of those prospects, a couple of them even, had they been called up, is more than what was actually necessary. This team just needed to breathe a little bit offensively. This team just needed a bat for hire. This team just needed... you to know, just throw a name at you here as an example? Like a Daniel Vogel song or someone like that. Someone who can't do anything other than hit. And you bring them in and maybe they liven up the middle of the order or something and they shake everybody up a little bit and get everyone going and put a couple other people on base. Instead, this team through the month of May and then on into June was allowed not to wither away and die, but to just collapse and die right there in front of everybody in plain sight, just lying there in the field. And no moves were made. Nothing was done. Zero. That's not okay. Because what that is, is that sending the message to everybody inside and outside the organization that the season in which you are currently participating means nothing. Everything that you just achieved in the month of April means nothing. And it meant nothing to us. So, You can go ahead and continue participating in this totally hollow season, but we'll see you next February in Bradenton for the real stuff. That's what you're doing. That can't happen. Sometimes as a GM, you you almost have to do stuff just for show or just for uh, demonstrating to those under you and those out on the field and even to the public to an extent. That, hey, we saw. That was cool. That was awesome. That was a nice little glimpse maybe of what we can become. We believe in this. We believe in you. You showed us that. We'll show you this. And you go and you get some Vogel song or whatever. Now, does the Vogel song person get you into the playoffs? Does that make you a, a contender? No. But some of these things do have to happen along the way. Charrington didn't even begin to address the broader public perception that they couldn't care less until the final week of the season when he made the statements that he did on his weekly radio show. I'm sorry, that's not okay. That's way too long, and that's also in a period where our city's attention span sure isn't on baseball. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Uh, today, all week long, all season long, I will remind you that even though the Pirates have gone away, heck, the entire NL Central has gone away from the playoffs. This show does not. This show will be here throughout. Let's do it again Monday.